which one in the book, the big book. Most of us are in recovery yeah, somehow, some form or another. Everyone's recovering from something. But in there it says, we are a hundred people that have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. Now that word seemingly is really a very important word because it, it means it, it appears to be true or false to you. Yeah? So in a way, you're actually not you, but there's a huge responsibility here. Yeah? Because you're given everything the meaning it has. Yeah? While we're living, you and I are giving out meaning to things. Yeah? And so, so a hopeless state of a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body can easily be recovered. It, you can easily recover from that seemingly hopeless state of mind and body because it's seemingly hopeless. It's not a hopeless state of mind and body. That's been proven because people recovered from it. Yeah. But it seemingly is hopeless to you or me. And in that, and that you is the cause of it seeming to be hopeless. The idea of being that self, yeah, that self is projecting that meaning into this state of alcoholism and addiction as being hopeless. And so when you're confronted with any, have you ever been in a hopeless state, you don't have to do anything. To get relief. That's what it was like. Yeah. In other words, if I woke up and I was uh, I was somewhat conscious, that scared the bejesus out of my head, and I wanted to do basically anything to get out of being conscious. Yeah. Because then I would become conscious of all those looming ideas and impending dooms and all the things I felt I did wrong and everything I committed in my life and the guilt and the shame would have like a giant tsunami would have come over me. So that seeming that seeming wall coming over, or it's like it's sort of like here's your day, like a shore, and you're on the crest of the wave. There's this huge momentum pushing you to the shore, yeah. And you think you don't want to hit that shore, yeah. No matter what, you want to get loaded. You do not want to hit that shore. You don't see the problem with me was it wasn't I. I can't. I, I can't live sober. That's the problem. It's not that I have a drinking problem. I have a living problem. I can't live sober here without some kind of shift in my mind. I can't. I have to get fucking out of this place. Yeah? Because the place I have to get out of is made up of my own meaning. Yes? And it's not my meaning. It's a system of thought called self-centeredness that presents this moment to be unbearable. And yet, truly, this moment is the solution to that unbearability. But it's not the moment that it's telling you. It's a made-up moment. A moment that's sandwiched between past and future. That's not the moment. The moment doesn't have a huge influence of the past looming over it and the future looming over it. It's pristinely separate from that. It's not of time. Yeah? But in the mind, the mind sandwiched this moment that's not of time with time. And you may have a lot of things about the past that you don't want to see now, and you're probably really concerned about a lot of things in the future that you don't want to deal with now. Yeah? So you want to get out of now, but that's not the now that we're in. It's like a made-up now right over it. Yeah? That now has a past and a future. It's like a sandwich. So when you're here, both 
pieces of bread are with you. You don't want to eat that fucking bread. Yeah? You don't even like what's in between the bread. You're looking at, this is boring and fuck. I don't want to be here. Look at this. It sucks. I'm in Marin City or whatever. But it's the sandwich. It's the whole aspect of the sandwich that puts the mind out. And the true solution is right in that forbidden territory called now. The now of the, of the addict and the alcoholic is the solution. It's right underneath the made-up territory of the now injected with time. Yes? The now that's not injected with time is the solution. So alcoholism is incredible because it has its major momentum is to leave exactly where the solution to it is. It's mind-boggling. The last place it wants to be is right where the solution is, which is now. Because you're not, you're not trying to get out of the future when you get loaded, because the future ain't happening. It's a mental activity called thinking about a future in the now. Yeah? And the past that you're running away from isn't the now. It's, it, it appears in the now, but in the mental realm. Yeah? So the now in the mental realm is time. And unfortunately, being identified as this, yes, the mind uses this to fixate on. Yes, that's what it does. That's, see, for it to be, to be something, it has to do something. So it's selfing around this idea of being a body. Yeah? That's what it's doing. So it needs the body as an object to fixate over. It can, if you thought of yourself as spirit, how are you going to fixate over yourself by thinking? You can't think of yourself as a spirit. You can't think, oh, how was my spirit eight years ago? Yeah, I mean, oh, I see the spirit now walking into that cafe. The spirit, no. You have, you can't, your system can't think about you as a spirit. But it can think about you as a body all freaking day. <laughs> I mean, seriously. So here, it has this object, and then selfing occurs, and that's its being something. If you look at the mind, it's identified as a body, but it doesn't usually like the body. It really doesn't. It feels limited by the body. It feels fucking contained by the body. It's sort of pissed off, actually, that it has to be identified or be affiliated with the body, if you know. Yeah? Because the body is cramping its style. Not being able to get what it wants and do what it wants at all times. Because the body throws a couple of wrenches in the work. It gets ill or, you know, gets arrested or something. Yeah? And so it's actually pissed. But the only way it can appear to be something is to fixate around an object. It would have to be a something to appear. Yes? To manifest, to manifest and be something real, it would have to be something real. To appear to be something real, it, all it needs is an object to think about. So it thinks about the body. And so here you go. The mind's thinking about the body. So it thinks about the body now, and so it places the body somewhere else at some other time. Yeah? So it places it next week or last week, and it tries to go over a situation and see what it could have done different to get a better result. <laughs> so it manages, unbelievably, this little action figure of time. Yeah? And it plays God, like we say in recovery. The whole how and why of the whole program is to quit playing God. It's the whole point of it. What is, what is playing God? Well, check it out. You know, when you wake up in the morning and your head tells you how the day's going to be, that's playing God. Yeah. If you've ever experienced a day here, and let's say you look at it as a card game, 
At 8 a.m. in the morning, the only card you get dealt is the 8 a.m. card. You don't get the 4 p.m. card. You don't get to look at how your hand's going to look at 3 in the afternoon. You get the 8 a.m. card. Now, the mind doesn't like just to deal with it 8 a.m., 8.01, 8.02. It wants to project. Yeah. It just projects how the day's going to go. And basically, your determination about how you're going to participate in the day is based on its interpretation. If you think the day's going to suck and you, you worship that... That in that temple of mind, you're going to be bummed out before you even saw it. Yeah. And it gets to be right that way. It prophecies, and then it seems to turn out to be true, and it gets to be right. And so here, so here's this body, the mind's fixating around itself, and, and so it says, I can't really get, I can't seem to be a big enough self just now. So let's think about it in the past and future. Let's just go off. Because who knows what could possibly happen to me in the future. Anything could possibly happen to me. So it's like giving John Coltrane uh, like a little uh, piece of, hey John, riff on what could possibly happen to you as a body in the future. Okay. It could play a giant massive catalog of music and mostly blues, I would say. Most of our tendency is to think bad things are going to occur. And so he gets fixated on that and in what's not happening, an effect gets produced now. Because you're actually entertaining what's not happening now. Yeah? So, in the entertaining of what's not happening, it produces an effect now that becomes part of the experience of being here. But what if you notice, over time, very quickly, the there of time becomes the dominant influence of your experience here. The thinking about there and then becomes the dominant influence. How you're, how you're actually probably feeling today has nothing to do with this day, basically. It has to do with past days and speculative future days. Yeah? What could possibly happen to Paul? Yeah? You can't think about yourself now without there and then. It's just no way. The whole system is based on time. It's all basically thoughts about the past... Re- regurgitating. Like in recovery, we talk about resentment. What is a resentment? It's a re-feeling. What's something, how can you re-feel something if the only time you can feel something is now? Well, in the mental realm, you can re-feel something. Because it has an idea about something that was felt in the past, and so when that situation arrives now, and the mind sees it as a ref- referral, oh, that reminds me of that time when my uncle Joe grabbed my, you know, whatever. And so, now you're looking at this guy, hey, this guy's coming on to me. The guy could care less, he doesn't even know who you are, but he's, he's looking at my crotch or something. He's not fucking looking at any crotch. Your head is referring it. So you start resenting this dude, which is all made up in the mental realm. Yeah? So now, <laughs> instead of having the, the dominant theme of this life being conscious, the dominant theme of this life is being mental. Really. Really. Yet, the mental, no matter how much you get obsessed with it, can't override the conscious realm, because the conscious realm is the context, and the mental realm is just one aspect appearing in that context. But to us, when our attention and interest is absorbed in that, because there's an idea of being a you in there, it's like a mirror that never gives up its own re- always gives you your own reflection. Whenever you're thinking about something else, it's you thinking about it. 
Whenever you're feeling something about some other time, it's you feeling it. It's like walking around with a mirror all day, getting a reflection of this made-up you. Yeah. <laughs> if you keep looking at it, it seems to be solid and real and worthy of being worried about. Yeah, that's for sure. You're a very important person here. Because you care less what happens to you, but me, it's very much very important I have a good day today. I deserve it. And you probably will try to threaten me, so I'm, fuck you. Fuck you with taking my Saturday away.
If you want to realize consciousness, you're going to try to do it. As a self. Yeah? Which only means you're going to have experiences of being really unconscious and conscious. But you're never going to get the whole sense of the context. All there is is consciousness because that's when the big rock is put down. It has absolutely nothing to do with you. That's the only solution that could possibly work here. Because every other solution is an imaginary problem. The idea of being a you, in recovery they talk about false evidence appearing real. So, fear, yeah, false evidence appearing real. How are you going to have discernment when you are the original false evidence appearing real? I mean, when taking yourself to be a body and a thing instead of sensing being no thingness, how are you going to have any discernment to see what's false and not false? When the whole way of looking is skewered already, you're looking at it this way. You know what I mean? Because you're the living false evidence appearing real. All day. Oh, I'm going to get some wisdom around this. Why not turn around and see who's, see who's looking for wisdom? That's why they say self-knowledge avails us nothing, yeah? In AA. What does that fucking mean? Well, it means, hey, if you receive knowledge and the selfing claims it, that knowledge ain't going to lead you to freedom from self. There's no fucking way. You'll be a professor of holes, but you'll be falling in them all day. You'll know everything about self. I have people come over, and they know how they're fucked, but they're still fucked. Who'd, I'd rather not know if I was fucked, if I was still getting fucked. Yeah. But they know they're getting fucked, but they doesn't change a damn thing. That's not knowledge, is it? That's bondage to me. It's reinforcing the dilemma. The dilemma is you lack knowledge. The dilemma is there's a you that thinks it lacks knowledge. If there wasn't a you, you would have the primo knowledge. That there is no you. Everything from there will be added on to you. At the time and in the situation you need to know. You're not going to have a wealth of information to carry around. You'll just travel very lighter, but you'll know what to do when you need to know what to do. It's very economical. It's a living knowledge. It's not an acquired knowledge. It's not like an, uh, a quantifying knowledge. It's not an, uh, an accumulation of knowledge. It's not like a bookshelf that keeps getting filled up the more and more you learn. No, this is like space, emptiness. Your life becomes inherently empty. That's the true knowledge, yes? You travel lighter. Yeah. And that's it. Once you travel lighter, once the, the imperative shifts, which is, if you're not traveling lighter, you're seeking. <laughs> it's that simple. You're seeking to travel lighter. Yeah? The real shift comes when the, the true solution is dissatisfaction is satisfaction. It's that simple. And sensing the context seems to be a very satisfying state for mind. Yes? To be able to reflect and sense the, and intimate the consciousness that can't be seen, heard, or felt. Yeah? To intimate the no-thingness is more like its own nature than being identified as a thing. Does, it does something. It, it translates here in the moving of a thing, and I call it traveling lighter. It's not going to change the circumstances of your life. It may. It may influence them, but you may have a certain destiny as an action figure, but you'll travel lighter over it. Yeah. And you're probably the last one to know in the beginning that you're traveling lighter. Because your mind won't recognize it. 
It, has, it doesn't have the glasses to see no thing, or to see the effects of no thing. All it sees is number in an account book. All it sees is looking at how many suits are in the closet. All it sees is things that can be noticed. It doesn't notice when it's traveling later, because it's so busy believing it's not traveling later, that it, that's the incessant engine of seeking. Watch it, see it, see it. If you see it, you cannot possibly be it. If you see it, the mind has shifted back to consciousness to reflect consciousness, not thingness. See here, here, when it's reflecting consciousness, it's a two-way mirror, yes? When it gets identified as a thing, it's a one-way mirror. All it reflects is thingness, yes? Everything is about a thing to a thing, about a thing to a thing, a huge loop of self-importance. Everything that happens, happens to me. Life is not just happening, it's happening to me. It's just unbelievable. The ability to reflect is there, is consciousness, yes? The mind is a present, and it's aware, but what is, it's aware of things all day. And then the mental process says, I am a thing that's aware of things. And that sort of geometrically deludes the mind, and now it's not reflecting. It's reflecting clearly, clearly, yes? The seeing is as beautiful as it's always been, but there's this, this interpretive form of looking over it, yeah? The mental process has claimed the seeing and turned it into a way of looking. We're suffering from one large one called self-centeredness. And all alcoholism and addiction is an, ex- is an extreme subdivision of self-centeredness. That's all it is. It's just different degrees. Everyone in a body has self-centeredness set up that way, yes? We're an extreme example. And actually, we're the best teachers in the world because if people looked at an alcoholic life, they could learn a whole lot because a life in the the alcoholic scheme of things is is like painting with broad strokes. It's easy to recognize the insanity of a life run on self-will. It's easy to recognize that self was what defeated us. Not self as a noun, selfing as a verb is what has defeated us. That's the solution. It's not a noun. There is no self that ever defeated me. Yes? It's the belief of being a self that defeats us. And ask anyone, what self defeated us in this room? Everyone would have the same answer, myself. And then maybe if you went out with oneself, maybe their self for a month or two, six months, but... Basically, your whole life has been myself. My is the act of being identified as self. It's not the self that defeats us, it's the my. And why? The my is the activity of selfing. That's what it does. That's the activity of claiming, yes? So body isn't seen as body, it's my body. Now you're totally holding a body in a mental realm. As soon as the my gets on it, mental realm. That's why when you were a kid, it wasn't a my yet, you were fucking, it was pretty cool, yeah? Then my comes, there's some a discomfort. Oh, I feel uncomfortable my own skin. Fucking crazy! What an insane situation, yeah? The my changes everything. My time, oh, I can't spend my time on you. My time's very valuable. I'm very valuable, hence my time is very valuable. I deem you not to be that valuable, so I'm not spending any time on you. Because it's my time. My, 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 my. All day. Then you say, okay, I'm going to become good. And just like, oh. That's even worse in a way. We talk about it in the program. It says, the person totally obsessed in self 
will be virtuous and kind to get his way. He'll look like a really generous person. But isn't it self-will still? Yes, yes. Because it's totally driven by the delusion that if I could only manage better, everything would get great here as itself. Yeah? And that, that delusion is very strong. No matter how much evidence to, is showing you, you're not managerial quality. There'll be this, you'll be holding out for that. Oh, but if I could just learn how to manage a little better, it would go great. I know it. Look at that going great for all these people. Sit with them for 15 minutes. Talk to them for a while. You may be surprised how great it's going for them. So, here, if selfing is an activity of mind, and mind is, let's say, I don't like to use time, but let's say consciousness is prior to mind, yes? So there's an awareness that's prior to mind, therefore, the, the awareness is demonstrating itself every second by seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. If you could just entertain, it's not you seeing, that seeing is like the living scripture. The revelation is revealing all the time. Consciousness is in contact here. So you can get an intimation through the contact it's in. You can sense consciousness by being aware of the conscious contact. If it's neutered by having it claimed as you being aware, that same consciousness will be the way you're bonded to the idea of being self. You'll be hyper-aware of tons of thoughts about you all day. Yeah? It's amazing here. Really, if you see the power of manifestation and its dualistic construction, yes? It goes either or, yes or no, this way or that way, yeah? Take faith, or this movement, Why we? who knows what faith is? It's an aspect of mind, some say, yeah? There's some juice in it. And so let's say, if you take faith, faith shows up here in what vehicle it's put in. So let's say you're sitting here, and you believe you're a self, you're thinking it's Paul, and the thoughts are yours, and they're about you, and a life related to you. And you have devotion to that, Yes? That's faith. You have faith in self. And self has been proven to be unreliable. So what would faith in something that's unreliable produce? A very high level of anxiety. Or what people call fear. But it's not fear, it's anxiety. The fear that you feel in the body is fear. But it's provoked by anxiety, not by a threat. It's mental anxiety of of a speculative threat that provokes the physiological feelings of fear. You feel it, yeah? It's in the body, because that's it's supposed to be there if somebody comes and attacks you or everything. It's supposed to be provoked at that moment. Now it's being provoked by mental anxiety all day. Sometimes maybe twenty times in one's life you'd be afraid. Now you're 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 afraid thirty times a day, fifty times a day. It's like the, the mental button is being pushed and the physiological effects are happening all fucking day. You're fried out. So let's say that thing is producing it. Where is that anxiety coming from? What's not happening? Look. What do you what what would provoke fear now? That this talk could go on for five hours? That's not gonna happen. You know? Maybe the ammonia in the room or whatever. You think you have much better things to do. I hope he hurries up. You'll miss you're not gonna miss out on anything, I'm telling you. 
You're going to be there wherever you go. You'll be there. You're never going to miss anything. You'll be wherever you go. <laughs> no one's getting something you're not getting, I'm telling you. So here you go. So really, if we were here now, we'd respond to this place. Maybe in different ways, but you probably wouldn't be fearful. You know? But most, a lot of people are reacting to what's not happening. So the, the act of mind thinking, and this is faith, this is produced by faith in mind, it is a miracle if you look at it. To produce something out of nothing is a miracle. To produce the feelings of fear and anxiety out of not, what's not happening is a miracle. It's an incredible mental miracle. Yeah? So there it is. It's thinking about what's not happening. And of course, anything can happen in what's not happening. Anything. There's no restrictions. Whatever your imagination can go to, it can go there. Yeah. So anything can happen there. And so the mind starts entertaining you as a fixed object somewhere else, some other time. And it produces this goods out of an imaginary field, and it, the harvest gets delivered to where you are now. I'm feeling really afraid right now. <coughs> There's absolutely no reason for it. I'm flipping out. Yeah, there is a reason for it. You have total faith in mind. Yeah? The thoughts about what's not happening are so totally believed by you, it, they can produce an effect that cannot be produced. That's incredible, yeah? Now the same faith, so here's one faith in mind, you could call it, when you're really faith, faithful in mind, obsession with self. It's the same thing, really. That same energy, if it was put into something other than self, I, don't, I just say, let it just entertain you're not a self. I don't know where it will be put, but let's just say you, that stops happening. That same energy... That same faith is called abidance in the truth in spiritual terminology. Yeah? The same energy. One energy given to the mind <coughs> produces an anxiety, an obsession with you. The same energy given over to, let's say, consciousness or awareness produces an abidance in the truth. You know, meaning really resting in the truth. It's a beautiful word. It's the same energy. Exact same energy. It just manifests differently here, dualistically. Yeah? One total anxiety-ridden, producing effects from an imaginary field. The other, and he's comforted in your own skin now. Not a bad deal, eh? And now, so what? So how am I going to cross the... How can, how can I come back from that netherworld of what's not happening so I can arrive to hear what's happening? Very easily, yeah? Because what's happening has very limited, limited ideas that can happen. But it does have a quality what's not happening doesn't have. And that it's happening. Yeah? You may not like what's happening, but it's happening. Yeah? That's all it takes. That's all it takes. When you start sensing the, the relevance of what's happening, you will know what's not happening. And when you know what's not happening, there's nothing more you need to do with what's not happening. Do you have to go to a therapist and talk about what's not happening? Really? If I went to a therapist that based his whole practice or whole practice on this, they would be the shortest, you know, meetings. It would be one minute. They'd come in, they yeah, I tell them that's not happening. <laughs> what? No, it's not happening. It's not happening to me. You're here in the same room I am. If it was happening to you, and you, and I, you would be both happening. So it's obviously not happening. That's it. What more do you need to do? When you realize something's not happening, what more do you need to do? All that mental realm, no matter how incredibly complex and 
And structured is just sort of fades out and this becomes obvious. Yes? This becomes obvious. And this isn't just this. You're not so into this. This intimates what's bringing this. Consciousness. What bringing what's not happening is mostly mind. Yes? This is being brought by consciousness. Yeah? So when you arrive here, no matter what you think about here, what's all around here, what's all permeating here, is awareness. You have no higher power in the past or future. You're not going to meet any God up there except the God of self. That's the only one that lives there. That's its realm. Yeah? But here, here, underlying this manifestation is the unmanifest. Yes? The awareness. So while I'm here today, there's a sense of presence about now, where when I was here in my now of the mind, there was an incredible lack here. All I felt was thoughts and fucking weird feelings, and I wanted to get out of this moment as fast as fucking possible. Now, this is the whole solution. Every day, you're anchored. Every day, your solution, no matter how far you think you're from it, no matter all that is baloney, you can't travel from here. No matter how much you think about a future now, it's always going to be a now all along the way. And when you arrive there, it won't be the future, it'll be now. You can't get out of here. That's the beauty of it. You can't get out of the context. There's no fucking way. So when you sense that, there's a deep, 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 deep relief. Not like you... You know, you can get a, three massages a day for a month and you won't have this kind of relaxation. It's not a, it's not a relaxation of self. That's just massaging a tight coil. That's its whole movement is tightening, getting a little relief, tightening, a little relief, tightening, a little relief, really tightening, a little relief, really, really tightening. The whole, the whole situation is totally off balance. A little relief, lots of tightening, lots of tightening, lots of tightening, lots of tightening. This isn't playing that dualistic game. There's a dropping of the system of yes and no, high and low, convinced and unconvinced. Or if all there is is consciousness, you're not fooled by the appearance of consciousness being unconscious or being conscious here. You don't think someone who's conscious here has something you don't have, and you don't see someone who's unconscious is really fucking bad and a terrible person. You see them as manifestations here of consciousness. That's how consciousness appears here. It can appear to be really conscious and clear, it can be unconscious. As you were talking about a life, the life is just like that. You can have a totally crazed, alcoholic, addict life, and then be a chilled out character. Because you're neither of them. You're just a potential. Whatever the mind is having faith in, that's what's going to demonstrate itself through this potential. That's all it is. It's like a vehicle of expression. Yeah. Wow. There's a solution. The solution is the problem's imaginary. I have 800 books to barricade myself from what's not happening. That would be what's not happening. All the books that are supposed to protect you from what's not happening would be reinforcing the reality of what's not happening. You don't need any protection for what's not happening. As soon as 
It's seen as what's not happening. You're in a timeless state. You're in this quote-unquote now, not with a bookshelf bookended by time, yeah? But you drop out of the mental realm, and now your mind is resting in the conscious realm. Yes? And that conscious realm starts influencing the mental realm, and the physical realm, and the emotional realm, because it's the mother and daddy of them all. To try to influence this from one of these other levels is crazy. I get my body perfect, I'll enter that space. No, you won't. Not as a thing. There's no entry to it. It's like that other thing I used to use with uh, Heaven's Door, you know? <laughs> There's Heaven, and uh, I go there, and I want to go to Heaven, obviously. I can't stand this place, so I think that Heaven will be better. God opens the door, and I go, I walk, I open, he opens up, and I go, God, can I come in? And he looks right at me and goes, Paul, can't come in. So I'm sort of bummed out, you know? Didn't pay my last month's rent. I was ready to have it. I thought I had a strong sense of entitlement that I deserved to be in there. So, so I walk away and I think, all right, what do I need to do? i got to get more spiritual, obviously. So first of all, i got to look more spiritual. So get the whites, you know, patchouli oil maybe. Get the beads. Get that loving gaze going. I love to tear your throats out, but... <laughs> <laughs> so then I'm ready, I go back. God opens the door, I say, God, can I come in? He goes, looks at right at me, he goes, Paul can't come in. I go, oh, fuck. So now I just say, fuck you, you know, when they start partying, they go crazy. I just swing the other dualistic way, yeah? That's all, you, you, there's no choice in the matter, it's all baloney. There's just movements, you know, like low and high tide, yes? And life is like a low and high tide, it's just a zoom, 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 zoom. It's, there's no you on a boat going on the tide. You are that tide. That's the expression of the mind, tide again. So, okay, so now I'm flipped out. So I'm partying, going crazy. It's getting really bad. And one day I wash up on the shores right near that door. And when I stand up, I have a revelation. So I knock on the door. I don't have anything with me. The whites. I've got black leather jacket, you know, skinny black pants. <laughs> I once actually, I once got kicked out of San Francisco. They did. They took me to the bus, and I took a bus to Miami, and I was wearing some of those skinny black jeans. Fuck, it was like hell. Three and a half days on that bus. My balls just encased in, like, dyed denim. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> was run of hell. So here, so, okay. Now I knock on the door. So God opens the door, and I go, I go, can I come in? And God looks at me, just to be actually Truly, just to be uh, appropriate, you know, just to be nice. I say, God, can I come in? And so he looks right at me again and says, Paul, can I come in? And I walk right by. The whole idea of being exiled and I have to do it, I haven't done enough, was all made up. It was all seemingly so. He wasn't saying, I can't come in. He was saying, Paul can't come in. Mary can't come in. Steve can't come in. Any mind identified as a thing is not going to enter the kingdom of heaven. Just the way it goes, yeah. So I wasn't exiled or kept from that opportunity. It was there at my feet every second of the day. I was trotting over it on my path of self-love. As soon as the mind opened up to the fact that I'm not that, I'm a member of that club. Yeah, yeah. That's how it works, really, literally. And this is an invitation. When was the last time you got like a 50-page invitation? Probably never. Yeah. Usually, invitation is hey. Come to the party, 8 to 11, bring some food. See you there. You know, 
an authentic self or a divine being or a god like a that's got a fucking monstrous, you know, star-like body or something, but something is doing it. My sense is there's no thing doing it. There's just seeing. That's the nature of awareness, is seeing. That's what it is. It's aware. Yeah. I don't mean seeing visually. I mean seeing. There's, that's it. Its nowness is in the verbness. Yeah. It's not like something's aware. There's not a divine being being aware. There's just awareness. Yeah. In other words, the verb, what we would call a verb, is the noun. That's all there is. It's awareness, but you can't see it as a noun. You intimate it by the verb of it. Yeah? We're all seeing right now. There's awareness. There's an oneness, isn't there? That's it. That's the message. That's the invitation. That's if you want to rest anywhere, rest there. That if you want to have faith in, have faith there. Have the faith in the no thing. To have faith in this is bondage to self. It's fucking slavery. It isn't. You won't be convinced. You can, everything that you say I would convince you has happened already in your life and you're still not convinced. Don't waste any time trying to convince this. This thing is dualistic. It can be convinced and unconvinced in one day. This is about getting it underneath there, not here. You can't total up, oh, every time I worry about something, I've totaled it all up and it never happened. You'll still be worrying about it the next fucking time. It's not going to be convinced by any evidence. It's false evidence appearing real. It could give a shit about evidence. <laughs> it's just making things up. Yeah, You're not going to convince it. Oh, I've come to this decision. My life has to go a different way. And then you're still at the porno theater the next morning. It's fucking, you get constantly shown up that you have no sway at all in the situation. <laughs> Whatever the mind is resting in, it's, that's going to be the vehicle that manifests. It's a simple fact. This is a place of manifestation. And it's governed by dualistic interpretation. Faith is not something that's manifested. Faith is a movement of mind that causes a manifestation. Sometimes it causes a manifestation where you can override circumstances and situations where everyone else says, I cannot believe you're doing okay because your life is totally fucked and it's never ever going to get better. And you should just pack it in right now. It's just fucking, why are you even here anymore? You fucking, it sucks forever. Yet you're beaming. Why is that? Because there's a faith not in the thought system, but in what? I don't know, but something other than the thought system. So you'll know the tree by the fruit. You can't see the tree. You'll see it by the fruit. You're starting to travel lighter radically for a long period of time. You're on to something. And it's the, in recovery, the problem is demonstrated by the solution. You cannot know the problem as the problem. It's just fucking self-knowledge. Look at us, a lot of people. But you know the problem by the solution. When there's a real emphasis is shifted, and then you see selfing, yeah? And there's the sense of, in the seeing, I'm not that. That's the solution. So, in some people's experience, the problem will not exist for you, but it seems to always go in and out. But when it doesn't exist as you, that's the radical solution. Radical solution. When the problem doesn't exist as you, not as the owner of, oh, it's, it doesn't exist for me, now it's existing for me, oh, it wasn't existing for me at the retreat, now it's existing for me again, that's all that's going to happen, yes? 
two-sided coin. You can't cut a coin and make it one-sided. You're always going to have two sides, yes? But if it doesn't exist as you, that's radical. That overrides the yes, no, either, or. It overrides the, the tide of circumstances. It overrides it all. It outshines it all. That, to me, is a solution worthy of the name solution. We've been weaned off of sucking the tit of lousy temporal solutions. They suck. They last. Like, you go one month and you have one day of real clarity. Fucking one month sitting for 13 hours and then one day of real clarity? What a fucking deal. Gee, it seems like the payoff cost ratio is really off to me. I've got to go on a three-month retreat and everything's fine until I go to work for that week. If you did work, I don't. So. But if you go to work and then the whole, all, the, all the effects are through the... Before the coffee break. <laughs> what the fuck happened? I put my heart and soul in that event. Yeah. <laughs> As a self, that's what happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, see, the problem doesn't seem that you have to re-energize, does it? The problem seems to have infinite amount of juice. Yeah. <laughs> it can make something out of nothing. You can spend three months and you can't make something out of something. Fuck. There's got to be another... Because we're not we're in the wrong game. You can't play here in time solutions. Time solutions can produce a way of life that can be a nice foundation for entertaining the timeless state. But they will not produce the timeless state. Because it can't be produced. So I totally agree with finding a way of life that works for you. Seriously. Because this little action figure needs to have a certain game board to run around. I can't be entertaining, I'm totally awake while I'm shooting coke. It's probably not going to work out that way. Some part of mind is going to dominate that event. Yes? No matter what you think, how clear you think you are, there's no stable clearness. Everything is fixed. Everything is influenced here. You know, you really go crazy, so you want to have a way of life that supports whatever you want to. If you want to this... There's a certain way of living. To me, I found AA is a perfect way to, of living. You know? It's a perfect way of living. The principles are sound. It keeps me out of jail. It keeps, it does, keeps a lot of the consequences from not happening. And then, instead of having to be so engaged with everything horizontal, I can look up, you know? I can entertain other possibilities. Like, I used to see this guy, Ramesh Bausakar, in, in India. And when they had a new person come in, you'd always have them sit in front and ask a question. But before they did, you'd always ask them, do you have a place to stay tonight? Have you eaten? Do you have enough money? Because if they didn't, there's no point of talking about this. Fucking, you need, if your house is on fire, get a pail of water. Yeah, this isn't about, there is no fire and no house. Well, you, you seem, seemingly to you, to the mind that you are, your skin is seemingly burning off the bone. I would, this philosophy is not going to help. If that's what you're believing at the time. Yes? So, any questions for today? No? Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, go ahead. I, I took a pause. It was my fault. The window was already going down. I took my hand off it. Alright. All right. Question came in. Okay. I understand the best for a long time. My situation is I have at my home. But 
get rid of the books. You can lose it without, with the books or without the books. But see, when he was saying something was going to happen to you and seem like it would not be good if you lose it, I'm saying, I'm just giving you a different flavor. It would be probably great to lose it. Yeah? Finally, there's a part of mind that is an authority. And sooner or later, it's going to have to be noticed. You can't keep depending. I don't know. Maybe you can. I don't like the idea of depending on outside things because I had a real bad taste in my mouth would be depending on drugs and stuff and having to listen to people's life story to get a quarter gram of coke over and over again. Fucking kissing ass. And all that stuff left a real big impression on me. And I don't want to have the same thing happen in a spiritual sort of way of life where I have to depend on seeing someone and you know, make sure I get there early and get a seat and all this fucking shit. I'd rather just entertain it, you know. I want to have the possibility of being able to entertain it anywhere at any time with no requirement necessary. Yes? So. But books are great. I mean, if you want, you can sell them at my garage sale. <laughs> we'll have a whole non-duality set. <laughs> I got a lot of them, too. I usually give them out. I don't have that many anymore. I give them out. They can be really helpful. If you feel... if it, it, See, everything here, if you want to look at it, like the Course of Miracles would talk about different levels of manifestation of mind, yeah? So there's the level of consequential level, like the houses are burning and there's fire and you've got to find tails of water, yes? Lots of minds are manifesting there, yeah? Then there's other levels where you're starting to get a little sense, you're coming out of that, you know, that total, like, uh, like a dryer, you know, spin-dried, you know, you're coming out... But you found a way of life that works, and now you're not arrested all the time, and not in tons of drama, maybe. Yeah? So now those books are good, they're helpful. They reassure what you still think you are, to, uh, hey, yeah, this is working, timidly, you know, yes. Make sure I bring it with me everywhere I go, and if I get five minutes, I'll get There is no self, you know, whatever. It's great, yeah? But there may be a point where that may not be so great, you not have to get the sense of when to put it down. Then you start entertaining. Yeah? You don't want to jump levels because it probably won't work. You'll get whacked. But it's nice to recognize when this, if the mind has left one and it's time to move on to another one. It's like some people in recovery, they keep wanting to do inventories when it's like fucking get, stop writing and enjoy yourself. Enjoy the recovery. Why go over the minutia of selfing? You've already recognized the dilemma. You don't have to go over it. That's like grooming it. You know, It's like a fucking going, you know... It shifts, yeah? It's under the guise of good something like recovery, but it's not recovery. It's like it's like staying stagnant, yeah? Not going anywhere safe. Yeah. So you get messages and hopefully you respond to that and you move to different levels and levels can change. On some levels I'm totally consequential. I can't get things together. You know what I mean? I have I have something in my room that I really need to find, I cannot find it for days. It's just fucking unbelievable. And I never left my house and not gone back a couple of times. I have, I've had people sit in front and go, Do you know, mister, you've gone back three times. Said, this is a good day. I just see me most it back and forth five times. Yeah? I need help on that level. Other levels, I'm fine. You know? But this level, I'm not that great. You know? you know what I mean? So I have lots of masters on this level. Yes? I don't have masters maybe there. I have masters on this level. I don't want to need a master on that level. These, but this is where I need masters. I need people to tell me these things and help me because I don't know how to like work on computers and stuff like that. I don't know how to do this stuff. Yeah. So 
you learn. You know, you find out what's needed. It's nothing. It's just no. Everyone needs a master. Many, many times on a lot of levels. But the great masters, to me, are meant to become obsolete. Yes. They're inviters. They're not teachers. They invite you. Yeah. They invite you to find out what's already available at all times, right where you are. I mean, how many times, when you follow a mailman home after he delivers you an invitation, you know, I want to see where that invitation came from. No! You get the invitation, it came from right where you are. Yeah, it didn't come from where the mailman showed up from. It came from where you are. That's how it played itself out, a mailman delivered it. But you're the one that provoked the invitation. Mine, not you, but mine. Yeah. So, that's my view of it anyway. So, I'm like an inviter, and, uh, and I'm meant to become obsolete. Doesn't mean everyone leaves, that could happen, but it means that that one mental little dependency, like they used to mention in Zen, if you see the Buddha on the street, shoot him, you know, that type of dependency where you think that someone has something that, that exempts you from having it. Yeah, far. That's dangerous. Then you may be stuck in a, a relationship with a teacher, yeah, and they're both energetic little pulses that need each other to be exactly where they are to keep this little orbit going. Yes, I've got something they don't have, they have something I don't want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. That's enough. Get in trouble. Keep talking.